Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on a Saturday morning. Maybe not as early as you usually hear us, but <laughs> early on Saturday yeah, morning. Nice blue skies outside, but we had that rain that came through Thursday night into yesterday, and so it's nice outside, but cold. It's cold, but it's supposed to warm back up. It's going to get warm, warming back up. And it's at the top of the hour, and as oh, always. Oh, we got to say good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you folks in Jonesboro. And in Jonesboro. Jonesboro. Oh, oh yeah, man. I was out there last doing, week filming. You, had you the down there. That's where What's-Her-Face put her hands on me. Ooh. I told you about that. Yikes. Where I was filming and, and I was resting my lines and, yeah. and she walked up to me and she says, baby, that's what we do. Put her hands on each side of my cheeks like your grandmother used to do and brought me in because I thought I was being standoffish and rude because I was in my own world working on my lines. And she came up and said, you want to run lines, honey? I was like, yeah. And we ran through them and all that. And I just thought she was part of the production staff and went up to the set later on. And the same woman was wearing a wig and she was looked like she was in the scene. And then I realized, oh, my goodness, that's the woman I'm in the scene with. I better go and apologize. And I went up and I said, listen, if I was a little, you know, standoffish or in my own world, I apologize to you. And she, she went, walked up to me, put both her hands on my cheeks, like when your grandmother was going to bring yeah, you and, yeah. and pulled me in and said, baby, that's what we do. Meaning actors, we get in our own world, rehearsing our lines. But she only got, baby, that's, and then I didn't hear anything else she said because I realized who was doing this. And it was Aunt Viv from Fresh Prince. (laughs) (laughs) I was in a scene with Daphne Maxwell (laughs) Reed, and she was just sort of, it was nurturing me. And then yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I didn't, hang on a second. You, that's Aunt Viv putting ass on me. <laughs> Everything will be fine. Excuse me, Aunt Viv number two. There you go. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. And that happened in Jonesboro. In Jonesboro. Shout out Jonesboro. Shout, shout, shout out, out, shout out Jonesboro. to Jonesboro. We're going to talk about your teams. We're going to talk, talk, talk about that. We're about, shout out to Harry Douglas. He and his brother got, his brother Tony got their name on the floor in the uh, nice palatial gym that they built there at Jonesboro really? High School. The Douglas brothers' name on the floor. He got himself a he, – he he was on, you know, this past week when everybody was out Super Bowl, I would imagine. They used Harry a lot. He was on mm-hmm. ESPN, mm-hmm. and he had a massive microphone. Really? 
Why, why did he have a massive microphone? I don't know. We all, you know, everybody's got their own mic. You see everybody's equipment, yeah. you know, and not everything's on Zoom and stuff. And so yeah. they're doing the cutaways back, and Harry's quite doing large. His he has a very, very big microphone, okay. Harry Douglas. Okay, there you go. Ah. In addition to have his name on the floor at the gym at his high school. Yes, yes. <laughs> we are going to be talking. You're going to introduce you to our producer, uh, Max, uh, yeah. in just a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. Also got a casting call later on in the hour, and I'm mm-hmm. going to uh, reiterate a tribute that I did earlier in the show. And also talk about something that I saw this past week having to do with an all-time great. And, and dare I say that this person, we just lost Betty White. I think um, Cicely Tyson is in this category. Mm-hmm. Um, this person who I'm talking about, you know, I'm trying to think, how many other national treasures do we have as far as entertainers? Would you, would you call Cher a national treasure? She's up there. She's up there. Jane Fonda? Not to the degree of Dolly Parton. Do- well, Dolly Parton's still working. And Dolly Parton ain't, like, she's a national treasure, but she's a national treasure who's still, you know, collecting chips. Well, folks still, there. she meet and share. She, she uh, she's she's, and, she's and, dating and, 20-year-olds. And, and, uh, she didn't put anything out there in a while. And, and Jane Fonda's at the Jane movie Fonda theater. is. She she's did a the movie, movie out there. That yeah. was, but, you know, is, would you say Jane Fonda's a national treasure? Mm, no. Why? There's still some people still got to ask the grandma. I ain't, I ain't talking to them. I'm talking to you. Yeah, but I'm saying that's, that's yeah, you asked me about, I think she's a national treasure. I think she's a great actress. And I think a lot of things she did, especially when she was living here in Atlanta, yep. are, mm-hmm. are cool things. But there's some people still got to ask the grandma. It made a lot of people lose a lot of weight. Got a lot of people in shape. There's still some folks. Oh, no. I, listen, I, know, I agree with you. And if you don't know what it is, Google it, as, yeah. as they say. <laughs> Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 Game, 929 Game. Uh, dot com as we sit here on this 18th day of February. I say to you, uh, good, uh, happy birthday, Tony Morrison. Okay. It would have been birthday today. George Kennedy would have been his birthday today. But we have. George Kennedy, you know who he to, is? Uh, our failure to communicate. When he was in, he was in Cool Hand he was Luke. In cool, he was in Cool Hand Luke, uh, but he was also in the Naked Gun movies. Right, right. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. Uh, yeah, it would have been his birthday today. And. And I forgot what his name was in City Slickers. I know you like that movie, Billy Crystal and Jack Palance. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyway, so we're not going to do a deep dive into the Super Bowl of what happened last week, but just one of the things that we're going to talk about from this segment because Mr. Crenshaw got a stone in his, in his shoe about officiating like a lot of us do. Well, but, not about officiating, but just that we, we, we come away with one of the best Super Bowl games that ever been played. And... Um, we, uh, everybody come away with it, complaining about the, the, the officiating, uh, about a call. And, I, you know, okay, it was a call. And some folks lost some cash. You know, that all right, because that, that, that's the big issue. Uh, people feel like it cost them some money. Um, but you talk about it, and I was very concerned this week. I said, we pounding on this subject at a time when officiating is kind of not in vogue. And 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 um, just kind of get troubled that there are there are targets, and even you have suggested that they be done away with in the future. Get my you, get my phrase right. You no, you've said you you. I said, said they, I believe you, you that is a possibility to be done that, away with the human if, or, officiating. Yeah, 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 yeah. To be some radar sonar thing well, bounced off a, bounced off a balloon flying over the country. Well, if it works place. that way, cool. You know, right, you know, they do officiating, but but I mean that's. I don't know if people stop to realize, even here on Sports Radio 99 The Game, folks were pounding, people calling in and pounding on officiating, how much we're driving people away from wanting to do something that is needed. 
Mm-hmm. We're driving folks away from something they want to be. You know what I did this week? I went to a high school game up at um, up, at, up at Buford. They had, they had, their, had their region tournament up there. And I just, before a game, I'll go and take pictures of the officials. And when I'm at a football game, I get the officials come out, I get a group shot. And so the three Why officials were back. Because I posted on social media. Because okay. we always said, oh, I just weird that you said you, you specifically pick out the officials. Yeah, I get the officials and put them together and get a shot, group shot. And I, I include them. Like I, I try to get a shot before the game starts. Like the captain's at the okay. middle of the field. You know, here's this team coming through the banner. Is this team ready to go? Warm that's it the up. TV and dude it, in you, man. But no, but I mean, I put four shots up there. Yeah, and that's, that's the I, TV and, dude in you. That's but one of them I put is the officials. I'm at a basketball game. I want to get the three officials. Right. You know, and, and so I'm walking over to the guys. I got my camera in my hand. And before I can get to him, he says, you got a replay you're trying to show me? And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm just. <laughs> yeah, want, that's, that's, you, the the, that's the I, nature of the beast today. Yeah. I just want to take I just want to take a picture of the three of you together. And I, I won't call his name on it like that. But I'm, I'm like, I'm like, he asked me, you got a replay you want to show me? And I'm like, that's what we've done to officials, man. That's what we've done to well, officiating. Well, a lot of that is self-inflicted, though, too, but you're right. It's self-inflicted it's, how? It's because they are so bad at their job. Why or they're they got to be so bad? What do you mean? Why? I don't know why they got to be. Well, but This listen. game last Sunday is supposed to be the best of the best. Those guys who get to play the Super Bowl, they don't just reach and say, hey, you and you and you and you, come out here and officiate the Super Bowl. Those guys are the best of the best at what they do. Human, yes, but they're the best at what they do. And who's – okay, so the Super Bowl is one example. We'll go a week before that and talk about that dude who missed the call who was standing four feet away who slapped when LeBron got his arm slapped. So that's the officiating we're talking about, not the one that happened in the Super Bowl, and we can go back and forth with that, but it's a body of work in all sports. And I'll tell you the sport that you never hear this in, tennis. That's because they're the only ones who have electronic – officiating with the exception of that dude who's or woman who's in the chair who makes arbitrary calls because and well, they, think, well, they, well, they can overrule calls too. they can over but not ones that are visually locked in if we can see the ball is in or out they can't overrule those because well, hey, hey, y'all has a lion no that ball was out no we just saw cyclops but, but, she, she but can't that, do that just it. yeah they, i mean that man as well cyclops hawkeye whatever you yeah whatever call it, it is that, that calls the calls lines now and thanks to COVID, you know not wanting to have a lot of people on the court, they use that rather than have the uh, the, the line of people calling lines. Uh, and that's something else that's gone away, especially at the major major events. But I just thought this week, you know, with us already having trouble getting enough officials, I mean, we saw how it impacted the football season. You know, we had to have playoff games around on different days because people were having to come from all over the state uh, to call games. And we always have officials from time to time come on and appeal to people to get into officiating, that it's a good thing to do, that it's a network, it's a brotherhood, a sisterhood, that, that people know each other all over the state and it's a good way to, to network and to stay in the game. And the young people need it. At the lowest level, at the lowest levels, you're not going to, me, you're not going to take away the human element from that level. You may want to do it at the major league level where the money's going to be spent on, on whatever, whatever device um, that's going to be used for it. And that's where we move on to today. Well, the, start I- of the start of football season. Right. And the and the XFL, but go ahead. What you well, want to say? I want to stay with officiating for a second because actually you kind of made my point when you talked about on the lower levels, and then the lower levels is where officials, the guys who make it to the pros, that's where they start. That's where you cut. Your okay. Teeth. okay. So the reason that there are a lot of sports that are looking for officials because people don't want to dip into it and got nothing to do or has very little to do with what we meaning the media who talk about these sports or what we watch in these professional games has something to do with. You can also include 
that in 2023, parent, these officials are sick of dealing with parents. They're sick of dealing with people on the sidelines. Like you said, that dude thought you were going to walk up and show him a replay because everybody's a walking TV station now, right? So he didn't realize that you were doing something for them to highlight them because they're so used to the negative. I'm just saying you can't lose sight of the fact that what officials, and listen, we can talk about what we've seen here in, in this country on the high school peewee whatever level when parents just rush out into the field and start some crap. And listen, to the point where we see it around the world where folks are getting death threats on them. I mean, we're talking about soccer officials and things like that. So I'm just saying it's their relationship with the people who are coming to watch these games that I think are as important to mention why they aren't throwing their head in the ring to, to, to do these jobs like they used to. Max, you got something? Well, I've actually – Daytona Beach, right, where I'm from, Eric Lewis is from there. He's an NBA referee. I've interviewed him, and he's the guy that missed the call. Not to put him on blast, there's a handful of referees, but he was the one um, who got some of the scrutiny for missing that LeBron James uh, call. Right. And to your point, I just – I do think we have this kind of like unfair – expectation because they are human and so they are the best of the best and I understand they are doing the best they can but in all honesty I don't like I don't think that Super Bowl necessarily would have necessarily changed you had three quarters to beat this team you had four quarters to beat this well, team. well that's what the coach said too yeah and so I don't think that it matters but to your point as well I do think the future of officiating will be with technology I, I this is what I said to Sam you weren't here with us then I said to Sam that I wouldn't be surprised were I to live 40 more years that by the end of that 40th year, that there will be at least one professional league in this country that will be fully officiated with technology. And then we had a little poll question. And he said, okay, football, basketball, baseball, or other, which one would you pick? And everybody said, well, baseball would be the obvious one. Um, and we've talked about, you know, strike zones forever. I just feel like that that other element, refs go into games on the high school even college, well, not so much college, but the high school and then lower levels where, as you said, cut their teeth, they got to deal with access by people that make their jobs very difficult and threatening at times. We've had people on here talk about, I parked my car at a certain park. Eric was talking about that. <laughs> These refs, they park, when they get to a field, they see where the exit is, and they park their car right next to it. So they know if they got to yeah. get out of there quick. He told these stories, and he's a ref. So I'm just saying that at some point, this is going to hit ahead, and, and we've got the technology. But if I don't know what it's going to look like right now, but I think it will change. I know there was some other stuff we're going to get to, and we're going to actually – I'm going to make that during casting call because I didn't want to cut you off there. Um, we're going to get into the XFL. So I will include that okay. in my segment since I, I stepped but, but, on yours. But since it's The Rock, too. Pardon? This is The Rock. It makes sense. Well, there you go. Right. Are, we, are we ready to introduce Absolutely, our producer? Absolutely, man. That is coming up next. going to introduce you to a, a new part of our show. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. <laughs> it took me a second to figure out what they were playing. Yeah. Sports Radio 929 the game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, 18th day of February. The song, the band, who are we listening to, Mr. Max? That is Mainland High School out of Daytona Beach, Florida. And they were playing, they were favoring us with? 
Okay, you see, you, 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 I was no, ready for the first question. Yo, yo, no, what name of the song they were playing? No, it was a little Miami Sound Machine. Okay. Okay, Florida. But, but the, the, point, the, reason I wanted, the reason I wanted to play the band is their band, and they play on HBCU style, but the folk in the band don't look like me and you. Oh, really? No, they've been to town, man, and, and it, it, it catches you off guard. Like Eminem. It, or like it, I do. Yeah, yeah, or like, <laughs> very much like Like, like I do. Like like I do. You. Okay. The, the, the Mainland High School band, that matter of fact, they, they came to town uh, several years ago, and I caught them up, up at Milton. Right. And, I, I, and, and one of the band parents could look at me and tell I, I wasn't expecting that to come out of them on the fishes. She, <laughs> she looked at me and said, you weren't expecting that, were you? And, and, and she was just as proud as she could be. But, but the school is near Bethune-Cookman College, and so the band basically does what the college band near them does, even right. though they don't look like the folk in Bethune-Cookman band, if you get what I'm saying. So with that being said, this is where this – why are you laughing at me? Because, see, this is the conversation that, that band leaders, black band leaders, had back in the 40s and 50s and said, you know – these folks love our music, but not over here. So let's go to Europe. And they talked about yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that I'm yeah, saying, yeah, those yeah, conversations. Yeah, yeah, and so this, this is what this band prides themselves in. And this is where our producer comes from that area of the world where yeah. he's seen where he's, he's seen you, You're absolutely right because he don't look nothing like us. Yeah, no. <laughs> 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 Thanks, don't look nothing like us. But, but. But 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 very at home. We're very we're, we're thrilled to have him. Yes, we are with uh, with, with us. You know, and uh, it, Max it, is going to be working with us for a while. He's our producer, and he's got a little bit of a history. Yeah, I mean, he does. a good story. Very much. Um, but you, we we already mentioned during the show that your your parents are in you know show business, so to speak. We don't have to, you know, we don't need their credits, but they one's a writer, one's an actor, in front of and behind the camera. But um, you also said that you had a connection, and I find this interesting. He mentioned last week, Sam, that he has a connection with NASA. Remember that? Mm-hmm. What is your connection with NASA before we get into the other stuff? Right. So my best friend who I grew up with, he became family. His family took me in, not to get too deep. And um, he played football for Bethune-Cookman, but he had a mathematics major. And he's always been very routine, very structured, very goal-oriented. He went to uh, an opportunity, a convention, so to speak, and they offered him an internship, and then he blew them out of the water. And so he transitioned from playing football. This is Robert McKenzie. Shout out to him. He transitioned from playing football to now working at NASA, and now he just got another promotion, and he's loving it. So now he's a part of Artemis, which is the biggest shuttle ever made, biggest man-made shuttle ever. Okay. Wow. wow. wow I bet man. he don't look like it either. He does not. <laughs> That's the best part of the story. Right? Oh, man. Yeah. It's great. The best part of the story. He knows it. He knows him, and, and, yeah, and he hangs around really smart people. Yeah, he does. So, and I don't know if that does. Well, we bring him down or not. Should be hanging out with us. <laughs> no. Yeah, he is. He, he's, no, listen. He's already schooled us, and we're, we're going to turn him loose on those of you out there who feel like you have been neglected as far as this station, maybe, but definitely during our show. And that is any sorts of information, any sorts of updates having to do with UFC. Any kind of MMA fights, go all that stuff. We are a block and a half behind it. And you, that's like frontal lobe right there. You love that sport. And you, lo- you follow it, and you brought some education, not only on what happened with the fight, but then your opinions about the sport. Echo what you said last week, because you actually got some people worked up, and we're going to let people know when you're going to be coming to us with 
with UFC talk because I think there are a lot of people who'd like to hear it this time of morning. Right. Uh, so I covered the NBA for four seasons, so the NBA always has my heart, but I grew up um, doing MMA, boxing and wrestling, so the UFC was always my favorite sport. Well, the sport of MMA always was, but when people think MMA, they think UFC. That's just how big the brand is. Um, and it's a very global game, and it's expanding, and that's why – I believe the common person who may not have the right expectation of it will be surprised when they turn on the TV. They're changing so much, and it's rapidly growing. So with that, uh, I said there needs to be a scoreboard because when you get the casual viewer who doesn't always watch— Why, why is that a problem? Explain it to me. Why is that a problem when I am trying to get educated on MMA and I don't see anything? I'm just listening to what these guys are saying. What right. am I missing that a scoreboard would help me out with? So when you watch, for example, most fights, even this goes for street fights as well, they always end up on the ground. And Brazilian jiu-jitsu is not something that's understood. Boxing, you and I can watch and say, wow, that guy got hit really hard. He's about to go down. He's going to get knocked out. That, that doesn't take too much rocket science. I know we just shouted out NASA to realize that. But with jiu-jitsu, it's position before submission. So something so minute and so small, you don't really think is a big deal, but it can change the whole landscape of the fight. And so what happens often is we don't know how to score it. And a lot of the times we talk about officiating. These judges in boxing, these judges in MMA are under so much scrutiny because, like, what are you watching? And so, like, for example, the last weekend, two of the pound-for-pound, pound, this is the first time, I believe, in UFC history, you had the pound-for-pound pound number one versus the pound-for-pound pound number two in two different weight classes fighting. One moved up, and it's decided by a bad call. And 50% of the audience think uh, Volkanovsky won, and the other uh, side of the audience think Makachev won. But if you had a scoreboard, we all know. So it's not even necessarily for our knowledge. It's for the judges to be held accountable. Because if you lost that round and you're saying you won it, we can kind of understand where there was a loss of information. All right. Talk about officiating again. Yeah, we so know. Well, well, also, you're talking about some yeah. technology being used and, and, yeah. and a different and something. And I don't know how willing they would be to the, for the uh, judges to reveal their scorecards. That's always something we get late and to keep it going as a cumulative throughout the, the match would lead to a solution that everybody would be aware of. So I think it's a cool idea, but, I mean, getting it to actually take place, I mean, that, that, that might be kind of hard to get, to get that change. Yeah, and I think it's going to take uh, – I mean, there's already been so many robberies. When you look I – mean, boxing is one of the oldest sports ever, and there's been so many there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I don't know what it would take for that to change unless it just gets completely outrageous or you get a huge boxing fight like a Deontay Wilder or a Freary that's just completely obvious and it seems like something's fishy. It's going to take something like that, unfortunately, in order for there to be change. Yeah. What's that dude's name who's always going up against Dana White? Is it Ariel Hawani or something like that? Anyway, yeah. his message is, and I want to get your thoughts on this, his message is people don't understand how these fighters are being taken advantage of. Now, we all who follow boxing, we know that story. But this is something I'm not aware of. I don't know how they're being mistreated or taken advantage of. And he has chronicled that, and then it's put him in a, himself literally you know, in beefs with people and his problem with the person who's at the top of this, which, of course, Dana White, we all know who he is. What are your thoughts on how he's running this particular sport? Well, it's no secret what he's done has worked because it's got us, you and I, talking about it before it was frowned upon. So we have to give him his due there. Uh, but his motto is you eat what you cook. So it's not a team sport. It's not like you have if you have LeBron James on your roster and you, mean, you don't play, you're still going to get ratings for that game because LeBron's on your team. But when it's just you putting on a fight, you're the main attraction. So how you sell that fight is contingent on the money you make. And so, like, the people that really get paid, it's top-heavy. It's Conor McGregor, it's John Jones, it's the people you and I know. Someone down the street who doesn't watch it, they get paid a lot. For the other people, that's the criticism. They're not getting paid a lot. There is no fighter insurance. So often when you see these big 
crossovers, it's always the MMA guy going over to boxing because the boxing guys will pay you. You don't really see a boxer going to MMA other than he may get hurt, but he's not going to get that big payday. So I think it's fair to say, but for the fighters that are getting those views, they do get compensated. But it's something that's definitely growing. And now Francis Naganu, who is the number one heavyweight in the world, just left the UFC because he doesn't think he's getting paid enough. And so now that's been the topic of discussion. Yeah, yeah folks, we're spending some time with Max. He's our new producer. Uh, for Sam and Greg, weekend mornings here, Sports Radio 1990 Game, 1990Game.com. I, I want to get to some more just your observing uh, of this area coming to Atlanta. You, you, you're new to it, to Atlanta. I don't know how much time you've spent here in the past coming through, um, but now that you're here and, and part of our team here, just your impressions of, of being here in the sports scene. We, we, we be careful because we, we, we've been wounded. <laughs> we've been wounded a lot. But, 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 but your thoughts about the, the sports landscape here? I love it. No, I absolutely love it. It's a sports town. Daytona Beach is a small town, but it's an hour away from Orlando. So that's kind of the, the scene that I would be around the most. And when I spent a little time over in California, I got a taste of it. But here in Atlanta, you could tell there's just so much. You could feel the energy. It's just a different energy, obviously entertainment aspect as well with music and fashion and then sports. It's my type of scene. I also go roller skating too, so shout out to Cascade. That's tons of fun. But um, I, I come. Uh, I could put you in a movie two weeks ago. They oh, were looking yeah, at roller skating. Oh man, I, I get they, groovy on the skates. But they always shoot movies over there. It's so much fun, though. It really is. It's a lot of fun, and I, I'm I'm a lot more optimistic on the Atlanta Hawks, and maybe that's just because I'm on the outside. And now that I'm here in the city, I'm starting to understand a little bit more of it and kind of the pulse of the city rather than the views that I've been getting. Uh, you know, I got to talk to Sam, and I hate, call, I hate calling them these labels when you talk about, you know, folks in their 20s and all this. I'm just going to – I'm talking to a dude in his 20s. I'm going to mention a name. You tell me more influencer or athlete. Jake Paul. Influencer, of course. Even though he's size, yeah. uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see yeah. any more. I don't see. I have not seen many, and 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 school me if I've missed this. Influencers that have put themselves in harm's way the way he has. Yeah, what he's doing, and I know he gets a lot of pushback, and he can say some crazy comments and some controversial stuff. But what he's doing is he's being a disruptor, and at the end of the day, disruptors succeed and they thrive. And so, whether you like him or not, we're going to watch him. Oh, you, I don't. Yeah, I didn't yeah, bother me. Yeah, and yeah. what he's doing, and he's putting the work behind it, and he's taking it seriously. Yes, like he he's is. training. And but the biggest criticism that I have is he's going to continue to beat these older guys. He's going to continue to beat these big names. But for the the hardcore boxing fans are like, you're not really boxing a boxer where this is their bread and butter, this is how they put food on the table. Like Anderson Silva is a huge name, he's an elite striker, but MMA striking and boxing are two different things, but we see people get knocked out, so we think it's the same. The guy's 45 years old, never boxed, but it's Anderson Silva he's beating. So it's a marketing standpoint, he's a genius. I, I, I could go on with him because, see, that takes me into what we're talking about right now between Liv and the PGA Tour. Yeah. And and the top, it's top heavy, right? But there's a reason for that. And the money that is being thrown at Jake Paul right now is because he's bringing people to the TV, which is the argument that I always have when he talk about these sports and what should be and what is are two entirely different things. Right. And whose job is it to educate the audience or to take care of those lower fighters, give them opportunities? Or is it Jake Paul just being, as you said, either an influencer or, or you know, a capitalist and grabbing all the cash he can because he's put in some work. Listen, I'll say what you will about this dude. Hey, no way in the world I would want to go through what he's done to his body, him and his brother. But 
They feel like they're, 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 the reward is there. It, I guess what I'm saying is, is we are watching people get to the mountaintop differently than they have before, whether it's Jake Paul, whether it's Kim Kardashian, whose name came up this week and got a visceral response when somebody decided to put her in the same category as Raquel Welsh. She's this country. She's this generation's sex symbol. And that's what that's what some folks 30 and under thought, that she is that person. She's filled the shoes of Raquel Welsh, which made a lot of people make the yeah. face you just made. Yeah. And and no. say, but hang on a second. She got to Raquel Welsh, Marilyn Monroe were looked at by a certain group of, you know, people in this country, most notably women, with a certain snarl, because they felt like they weren't real actors. They were getting in these movies because of, you know, <laughs> And so that was one of those things that was talked about then. It's just 50 years later. That's the first later, time you've done that to Max. Yeah, no. That's the first time you've done I, that to him. I have many him. of those sounds in me, so be prepared. <laughs> you've never done that to him before. <laughs> Get ready, You're man. Ready? Get ready. You need a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> That's our first time. I was time. not ready for that one. <laughs> That's our first time, baby. Here, have a, have a little sip of this and have a cigarette. I'll be back to you in a minute. In the meantime, here's a casting call up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92. Nine the games, Kyle. Sports Radio 929 the game, 9290game.com. Sam and Greg on this Saturday, Saturday morning, 18th day of February. Threw that on because happy. Are you ready for this? All right. What do you think of when you hear this song? Other than when it came out, but now it's associated with something else in the minds of a lot of people. I'm waiting for the radio to go down and them having a conversation about a Royale with cheese. This is Pulp Fiction. Yeah. With Samuel L. Jackson okay. and Travolta okay. in the car. In the and car. And it's kind of like this when they do the one scene and then they cut, do the credits, and then they cut, come back during the credits, they play that song, and then they cut to Travolta and and uh, Samuel L. Jackson, and they're driving and talking about Travolta just coming back from Amsterdam and how different it is. They got everything in Europe. It's just a little different. And they talk about I did that because happy, jeez. Okay. I'm going to say it out loud. Uh-oh. Y'all going to feel a certain way. 69th birthday, John Travolta. Ooh. A sweat hog is nearly 70. Wow, man. (laughs) That's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. 79th birthday. Mm. This dude has had two, if not three, comebacks. Just amazing to me. And most of us are pretty glad he just decided to take that hair off. (laughs) Just just do stuff with your bald head, man. Quit trying to hide that stuff. Um, Also... Born on the same day, happy 73rd birthday to John Hughes, the director of all those coming-of-age movies in the 90s, Ferris Bueller, Pretty in Pink, yeah, even did Risky yeah. Business. Well, that was up there. It wasn't him, but all those in the northern suburbs of Chicago, John okay. Hughes, and Sybil Shepard. Okay. Born on the same day. <laughs> Talk about me making noises. And, and uh, he played it. Uh, love, love Moonlighting. Oh, yeah, man. And, man, say a prayer when you hit your knees tonight for Bruce yeah, Willis. Yeah, yeah, for real. That's just, really, oh, really, man. That was, and happy 90th birthday. Say what you will, but her name is still, it's a part of the lexicon, Yoko Ono. Whoa. 90 years old. 90 years old. Yeah. Man. Now, she was at least 10 years older than her husband. Oh, yeah. Boyfriend. Yeah. But anyway. Yoko. And made some interesting music. Well, that and art. Yeah. You know, but yeah, listen, she ain't hurt nobody, so I'll leave her alone. 
I keep putting them out my mouth. <laughs> happy birthday to her. I just really. Happy birthday. I, I ain't got nothing to say to her. So I want you to say what you were going to say, and then I'll get into the casting call stuff, and I'll send you guys right now, 9290game.com slash casting call. And I will tell you for the next few weeks, it's going to be kind of slow, and I'll get into that in a second. But you were talking about um, XFL. XFL. And we were touching on officiating, but you wanted to make a point about XFL. So. Well, just XFL, it starts today, and you got you know two games today. They're all being played in one place, Yep. Uh, kind of doing like the USFL did last year. These leagues are going to survive, I think, because – they're doing it differently than the way they did. They're going to put a little, you know, the salaries are going to be kept a certain place. They're going to play the games all in one place. You don't have to rent these uh, huge stadiums in major cities. Those other expenses, they won't have any of that. And it's something that the NFL is watching. You watch these games to see who's going to play their way into a camp, you know, and then you watch for rules and things they're doing differently. So they play the game. They got one game, game at 3 o'clock, Vipers, Renegades, uh, another game at 8.30 tonight, Guardians and Roughnecks, and they play two again tomorrow. Like I said, all their games are going to be in San Antonio. One thing to watch out for is kickoff. They're going to kick off from the 30. Kick off from the 30. Um, and only the returner, only kicker and the returner can move before the ball is caught. In the NFL now, the, the you can't get a running start before the ball is kicked. You kick, then you run. Right. Now you got to wait till the ball is. They're trying to bring, see if they can bring the return back into the game because the kickoff return is kind of done. I mean, we got one this year. We got Cordero Patterson that ran one back for us yeah. this season. Oh. But we don't see it. And punt returns, no gunners. Those guys on the oh, end, right, the end of, yeah. and I mean, you know what? The worst thing is to be on the sideline. Oh, and them guys run you over. And, and not know that. You know, I've seen a lot of security guys, you know, the, and really, the guys <laughs> in the, the yellow jackets, yeah. they're sitting there, and they're looking up at the monitor. They, you know, because you're sitting there, you got a big old screen. Rather than looking at the field, you're looking at that. And some gunner just gets knocked out of bounds and comes out there and just cleans his clock. And man. next thing you know, there's birds flying over his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tweet, 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 you know. And, and so there, there'll be no gun, and nobody crosses the scrimmage, line of scrimmage, until the punt is caught. Oh, so okay. we're trying to, So we're trying to bring back And keep returns. folks healthy, too. Right. So that's, that's something else we're doing. NFL's going to be watching this. All right. Uh, the running clock. A running yeah. clock a, a la MLS, a, a la soccer, right? We're going to have a running clock until the final two minutes of the half. And then you can have incomplete passes, obviously, and, 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 and you know you step out of bounds. But as long as you're in bounds, that clock's going to keep on rolling. All right. Uh, a 25-second play clock instead of 40. Okay. You know, so you, you got to get, get, you know. Got to get moving. You got to keep well, moving. Well, a lot of this has to do with the fact that they don't have the commercials that the NFL has, so they're going to keep playing. Well, we they don't, don't know have they to got stop. commercials or not. They well, don't have commercials. No, I'm saying they, they don't they, have as many. They don't have to they, stop. They, they don't have may, TV running the show. They may have the same They may have the same number. They ain't going to be. You know, they, they're they're TV's not running. I would, I would imagine the XFL is not going to be run like. By the TV network, absolutely, network absolutely. Than, than the absolutely, yeah. It's, 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 I mean, it's going to be run by TV, and that it's going to be on TV as content, and it's not coming on the air unless the commercials have been sold. Right, but it's not going to be a stoppage in play like they do in the NFL. Well, but, it won't be as prevalent. I well, guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, not, not, not as many, not as many. Um, double forward pass. Really? That, oh, that's that, nice. That, that sounds kind of like rugby or Australian rules, kind of. Or, or, or. Backyard, you know, right? Pass it to you, him, you, and then he gonna pass it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but you can do at least two, but but not saying you can just throw it, can't throw it away. But I mean, you can the, a double passes as possible. Uh, one footed bounds, mm-hmm. um, no point after kicks. Really? You okay. want one point? You got to get it in from two yards. Two point, get it in from five yards. Three point, you get get it in from ten yards. Those are running plays, not kicking okay. for your point after. 
Uh, and the TV deal is in place until 2017. Wow. Uh, yeah, so they got they got they got. They're going to partner deal. with somebody. Though. I right. absolutely believe that. Well, well, let me this is all ABC and ESPN. And 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 the Rock, okay, I'm know, thinking of the XF, the the the, uh, the USFL. Uh, no, I'm thinking of the, the CW package. You told me about with Live. Oh, I was thinking about yeah, that. No, no, this is the, the, no, this, this is going to be yeah. They're this, locked this, in. This, this is all set. This is all set, and um, this is this is happening, and it starts today. And also, I think they're going to allow official uh, coaches another a way of appealing plays that they don't have in the, in the NFL. So that, I mean, you got a, a number of things to watch for um, in these games. You know which thing works, which thing, and they're going to be, you know, they're going to be gauging to see what fan reaction is to these different things, especially trying to get these returns to be a factor again in games. Right. And if they like it, let's see what happens in a year in the NFL. Do they have a commissioner? Um, they got a president. They got a, you know. I'm just wondering if there's a if there's there's a corner office that will oversee decisions that need to be made. A final a final word from somebody. I'm sure there is. I mean, yeah, you you got somebody that's a that's a a president. Or <laughs> you know, it should be. That? He hate me. Oh gosh. <laughs> you know what? For, for just for kicks, they should be. They should have games. I mean, have a couple of games in the year where they do something different with the names on the back. Oh yeah, I'm sure. In, in, in honor of that, they probably will. You know, but um, that's just some of the different things okay. to watch for as you watch football that starts today. Uh- all right. Yeah. Uh, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. I want to make sure you got that off your chest there. But this is normally when I talk about casting call and let you know about the job opportunities in front of and behind the camera. Now, they are starting to dwindle down, and this will be for a period of time um, during February. But there's still a list up at 929TheGame.com slash casting call. It's also up on Get Cast with Greg on Twitter. By the way, if you guys want to hit me up with something that Sam and I have talked about, um, even though I use that as a resource page, you know, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. So those jobs, hand model, that was up for this week. There's a, a couple needs for the uh, Francis Ford Coppola movie. But, again, go check out the list. There will be a generic one that will be put up probably tomorrow, and it will be in effect for the next couple weeks. And I'll tell you why. Because there's just there, there's a holiday low, depending on that's a couple times a year, depending on the holiday. But. This time of year, February, traditionally was known as pilot season. So the focus wasn't on, I mean, there's some productions that are being shot. I got off at 10th Street today, off the connector, and there was a little yellow sign there, JR, this way. There's stuff that's going to be shot. But still, for the most part, this is when network TV shows traditionally start putting together their upcoming shows that will be shown in the fall. Right, but that's all been thrown out the window with the various platforms that are all over the place, and shows are being shot in different areas. But traditionally, this was the time of year when it was a little slow. So, um, not that everything's done, they just don't need as many extras, so to speak. But that does not. I never take off the last half of the casting call, which starts with you know industry jobs and behind the camera stuff, and and you guys get to find out how to find the help wanted signs, if you will hosted by the various productions and studios around the city, or excuse me, around the state. So film industry and voiceover info, that's halfway down. And so all those connections, the Georgia Department of Labor, the voiceover connections, the list of the casting directors, keep just go to their social, um, social media pages and find out where they're posting. You guys can keep up on this stuff and a generic version of how to submit yourself. That's all there for you. But I wanted to make sure that you are there um, to, to focus on that the next couple weeks, I will have a 
just a select group of opportunities in front of the camera. Now, having said that, something happened this past week, okay. which got me thinking, and it brought it back home to Atlanta. I saw something, and I didn't watch the show. I just happened to trip, and you might have seen this too. You know that show, The Masked Singer? Yeah. Did you see who the reveal was or one of the reveals this past week? Made one of the, the judges cry. Whoa. And this got into this conversation we had earlier in the show about living American treasures. Betty White, we lost her last year. She was one of them. I think Cicely Tyson is another one. Um, I, and by the way, can American treasures be guys? Can they be men or they should, should be women? Uh, I think they can be. They, they can, can be, be guys? They can be guys. Why not? Okay. Yeah. So, so, so who would be in America? Uh, Gene Hackman? He's up there. Okay. Right. Okay. American okay. treasure? Yep. yep. All right. So anyway, you get, you get the list here. Actually, this guy is. I'm putting him in this category. The reveal was, of all people, Dick Van Dyke. Oh, man. Don't that dude make you smile? No, that, 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 that's definitely a treasure. That's an American treasure. And the guy is still bopping around at night. He's, he's the same age as my old man. Really? Right? Yeah. So he's up there. But did you know some things about, you think you know Dick Van Dyke, right? Did you know he did this? What we're doing. Oh, Not no. sports talk. He was a no. DJ. No. He was a DJ in Danville, Illinois, a place I have been to before. It's just it's it's just what is in Danville, east. Illinois. Well, it's east of of Champaign, which is uh, University, University of Illinois, yeah, College Town. Um, but it's just one of them southern Midwestern. St- look, think about Dick uh, Dick Van Dyke. He is as Midwestern and yeah. away from the big city as you can come, and that's what Danville, Illinois, is. That's why they had it a lot of time in, in his show. He was a DJ. He was also part of a comedy team. After the war, World War II, okay. he and this dude named Phil Erickson were a comedy team. <laughs> they were called Eric and Van, the Merry Mutts. Now, I remember this. I, I, really, I actually went back and got this because I remember it because I actually went after those dudes broke up. But, you know, before they broke up, they performed at a little station here in Atlanta called Eleven Alive. Uh, and they did their skits. They had, you know, comedy, skits, music, all of that stuff. They were booked in the, they did a long run at the Paradise Room of the Henry Grady Hotel on Peachtree Street in downtown Atlanta. Dick Van Dyke and this guy, Phil Erickson. Mr. Van Dyke and his wife loved Atlanta so much, dude bought a house, you ready, on Ashford Road. Oh, wow. Dick Van Dyke lived here. Whoa. Yeah, man. So anyway, early that. 50s, he, you know, the act split up. Uh, they just got out of whatever they were doing for the Korean War, 53. Dick Van Dyke leaves and goes up to New York and starts he his. He just blows up. Yeah, and, and becomes Boom. who he became. Became Dick well, Van Dyke. Well, that dude, his, his partner, Erickson, he came back to Atlanta, and he opened up a studio that I have gone over and done voiceover auditions and jobs probably a dozen times. Over the years. And it's called Wit's End. W-I-T, S End. Now, there was first there was the Wit's End Cabaret Theater, which opened. It was on 5th Street, 5th and Peach Street okay. for the longest time. Okay. Um, but then the one I went to was up in Alpharetta. Mr. Erickson's long gone, but his family's taken over. I think his kids run it now. I want to meet them dudes. Yeah. But the studio has evolved, too, with technology, and they just don't, you know, you just but don't go in there. the stories they must have. Oh, please. Had to be but pretty yeah, remarkable, that was, right? Th- there, was a, there was a Dick Van Dyke connection to Atlanta. I want to share that with you today. I didn't think you knew that. Oh. Eh, this ain't your average idiot you're dealing with here. Ah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, he was on that mass Singer, um, and, and I went, man. And, and to this day, my father 
still parrots a couple things from that TV show. That's one of those TV shows, and I think you and I, I was telling Tracy this, there are very few people who did comedy, not just you know actors, who did comedy back in the day that that comedy is still, it, it, it still resonates today, and it's still funny. And there's only a few. His TV show was one, and the people that were on that show. Oh, yeah. But there ain't a whole lot of guys. I think there's there's one gold standard that's nearly 100 years old that every boy that's ever been born will always think that's funny. And it, the, the, the new kids that are born now, it's the job of their brothers, uncles, grandfathers to introduce them to these guys. And that's the Three Stooges. Okay. Oh, Am yeah, I right? Yep, yep. That's timeless. <laughs> that will go on forever. Sam timeless. and Greg, moving into the 11 o'clock hour, we got Deshaun Tate, who is ready to let us know about what's going on in college basketball. And there's a very special game going on tonight up north that, uh, well, he's got a connection to, but it's what's going on in college basketball and, of course, on this NBA All-Star Weekend. We're going to get his thoughts. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.